I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Real at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never bend. God first, family second, money is like next again. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof, built tougher than your average Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof What's up everybody? You are on the Bulletproof Mafia And I'm Michael Munsterman So today's episode we're going to talk about a couple different things We're going to talk about uh, in-game Now I'm not... There's there are gonna be no spoiler alerts. I'm not gonna and I like I I think you'll find out that I'm a little bit of a Marvel fan, but I'm not I can't geek out and tell you the name of everybody and their backstories and how they all tie together. So don't no worries there if you're into that. We might talk about a little bit of Game of Thrones stuff and all of this tying into endings. And I love that man, I've said I've already said and the amount that I'm allowed to say it. So the rest of this podcast I will try to limit the A word. But anyway, the other thing that we're going to talk about is the title of Endgame, which is Endgame. It's not the Avengers, it's Endgame. And my question to you when we're talking about this is we're in the last season of uh, Game of Thrones, Endgame, Game of Thrones, what's your Endgame? And that really could be the title of this episode, what is your Endgame? But this started in my head this morning. I had coffee with a guy, and I've just met him recently, and we were telling him about a project that we're, we're starting, and I just really lightheartedly mentioned what I was doing and what I was building and, and in no way, shape, or form told him any details about it other than, hey, there's some video creation stuff. He was like, cool, that sounds awesome. He said, I'd love to get coffee with you sometime. Let's chat. And so if you've ever had coffee with me, here's what I like to do. I like to share with you enough information that I make you comfortable. And then I like to ask really deep questions and go really far down the rabbit hole, all circling around this question. I ask it a lot of different ways, but way number one is, what's your end game? Like, what's your, what's your BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, or big, hairy-ass goal, depending on how proper you are? What is that thing that no fear of failure, what's your dream and so this morning I had coffee with a really great dude, somebody who works really hard for his money. He spends a lot of time away from his family to provide for them. And it was just, you know, through his, his daughter and my daughter being friends, we got to chatting. And, and before long, he says, he mentioned something about, I work for this company and I was out on my own for a while. And I'm just listening for these cues. And I said, well, let me ask you this. What's, what's your end game? Like, what's your dream, that thing that, that you don't tell anybody that, that is just bubbling inside of you? Now, for most people, I'm just going to warn you, this is not good first coffee date etiquette. <laughs> you know, you're getting to know a dude and, and conversation should be light, right? How about them chiefs? How about that weather? I don't have time for conversations like that. They don't inspire me. I'm not interested in them. So I want to get right to it. 
I'm the guy that wants to get the butter, get the large on the popcorn, get the butter on the popcorn, get the large Mountain Dew. That's my that's my jam whenever I go to a movie that is three hours long. Now, I have to tell you that Mountain Dew is not something that I drink ever, 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 ever. It's terrible for you, except when I go to a movie and my internal agreement with myself is if that movie is more than 120 minutes long, I give myself permission to have a Mountain Dew. Um, it was like this thing I loved in school and it almost ruined Avengers for me. That's all I'm going to say. Like it was, I was miserable. I, it was the first time ever I didn't finish it. I was just like, ah, oh, man, this is not healthy. It's not good. I shouldn't have done it. I'm not interested. So it will like the, my end game, like the death of Mountain Dew and Michael's movie watching happened. That, that was the highlight of end game for me. Not entirely true. It was a good movie quality production. In fact, uh, and I'm rabbit holing here a little bit, but Phil cried. He's like the one and only Eames, like tearjerker. I don't know what happened. Somebody, Thanos stubbed his toe or something. <laughs> it was bad. I didn't cry and I'm a crier. So I would really have loved to have seen a movie and see just how extreme the crying was from Phil. And I, I actually have heard that a lot of people got really emotional in it. I just was for some reason, very detached. And because Phil told me going into it that he had gotten emotional, maybe I was just a little queued up and I, I didn't get that emotionally attached to the characters, whatever. All right, moving on. Sorry, Phil. Had to blast you on that one, my dude. He's back there laughing, I think. Can't see his face behind the camera. He's either laughing or he's crying again, which is whatever. That's his jam. <laughs> just kidding. So um, I'm at coffee and I'm talking to this guy. And what's your dream? Who we, we, we got deep so fast in this conversation and he opened up and he began to share with me this passion and this thing that he wants to do. Now, I'm not very couth whenever I don't have to be. And so especially when I'm trying to form friendships, I try to early in relationships get to the point where you either accept that I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. I want you to do the same with me, or we're probably not going to stand the test of time inside the game of friendships. And just relationships, I think, are too shallow, and they talk about BS that doesn't really matter. And you run around and you invest a lot of time in people that doesn't actually build any equity in their life or in yours, and so why are you doing it? The feel good so you can compare cars, kick tires, talk about you know your, your new lawnmower. Like, I'm not, I'm not down. My new lawnmower's name's Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. That's not funny. <laughs> when you laugh at your own joke, that's terrible, Phil. You can edit it out if you want. I don't really care. If somebody doesn't like it, they can shut off the podcast. No, seriously, I, I, I think that my new mower's name is Joe. He's a, he's a good dude. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, in my conversation, I said to him, what's your dream? What's your end game? What's that thing? And he says, well, here it is. And he starts to spill. And I watch excitement enter this guy's eyes. And I've seen this a million times. You talk to somebody, they get excited. You see it bubble in them. You see it start to brew. And you see this like excitement come out in them. And all of a sudden, they start to share. And you can, they paint this elaborate, beautiful picture in your imagination about their dreams. And you can see them doing it. You see them living their best life. You see them driving the truck or car of their dreams. You see them pulling into the house that they want. And their kids being able to go to whatever school they want and live whatever life they want and they're empowered because their parents are empowered and all of these things. And then you watch as they finish telling you this story 
as the excitement drains out of them. Like the life drained out of, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to tell you how it ends. <laughs> Somebody dies. I'm not going to spoil it. In fact, that, that's the last tease I'm going to do because this is serious. Endgame should pay me for this, Phil. Like I should, like they should pay me to, for anybody that goes out of the 13 listeners we have, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so I'm done. I'm done being a smart aleck. But I watch as the life drains out of their smile, out of their eyes. That light goes dim again. And then there's a huffy breath. And you just see the pain replaced the hope that was just there. And so I asked the next logical question. What's your next step? What's the step that takes that dream off of the dream shelf and puts it on the goal shelf? Now, this is where the rubber meets the road inside of somebody's dreams. When you're talking to someone and you say, cool, I really am inspired by what you just shared with me. What are you supposed to do next? And this was his response. Well, I think before I could do that, I would really have to go back to school and get a degree in a different field. Okay, so everybody on the podcast knows me. You can probably imagine that my knee-jerk response to that was, that's a story. That's not true at all. Now, I don't even hardly know this guy. And I watch as he kind of gets mad. Like, I see a little flash of anger, then replaced by niceness, because we just met, right? And I'm like, I don't mean to be disrespectful to you. I understand what you're saying, and I've heard all of that. But let me tell you just a little bit about my history, right? Barely graduated high school, 1.9 GPA, not a day in college. Like, start a business, fail a business, start a business, fail a business, get a job, get a job, switch jobs, change jobs, start a business, fail a business, get a job, start a business, fail a business, get a job then go into business and succeed and then go into business again and succeed again and again and again. But it took a lot of fails before there was a succeed. And I said, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this conversation because it was really long and it was really insightful. And I really got a lot of value from just extracting these nuggets from him because I'm thinking there are a lot of people who are listening to my podcast who really need to have this exact same conversation with themselves. Give yourself permission to dream. And then ask yourself a question. What is the first step that I need to take in order to execute my dream? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. If it's not a specialized craft, in other words, if you're not going to be a surgeon, if you're not going to be a doctor of any sorts, if you're not going to be a chiropractor, if you're not going to be a, I don't even know, like, right? You can even become a financial advisor without a degree. You can become a fiduciary without a degree. Um, but if you're not going to be an attorney, if you're not going to be an educator, there, if you're going to be a speech pathologist, if you're, like, you know the crafts that require a piece of paper. There are a lot of them. But don't use a piece of paper as an excuse to stay in a job living in a mediocre life for the rest of your life. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your family. It's not fair to your children. It's not fair. You were divinely created to live the best version of your life ever. You just have to do it. And so God's put this vision inside of you, this hope, this desire to be more. And you have an opportunity to execute on the desire. But here's the thing. It's never going to be spoon fed to you. So let's start with the first scoop. What 
do you need to do today to take that dream off of the dream shelf and put it on the goal shelf? Because here's the difference between a dream and a goal. A dream doesn't require any action. I can sit around and dream about beaches and Mai Tais and waves and surf, but if I don't buy a plane ticket, I'm never going to get there. If I have the goal that I'm going to learn to surf, then I need to get to the ocean. So I either need to buy a car or get a plane ticket and head my happy ass towards the water. When I land in the airport and I see the ocean, the plane does the little trip that they do whenever they're cycling around an airport, especially on the coast. They go out over the ocean and they land in away from the water so that they catch the wind pattern that they need to. They land on the airport. Boom, everything's soft. Everything's perfect. I go to the beach and then I just sit there and someday I'm going to learn how to surf. What? Maybe what you need to do is find somebody that knows how to surf, find a surfboard. You make a list, right? Like this was my dream. I came out here because I want to learn how to surf. So you, there's a list of things. One, you need a mentor. Two, you need a surfboard. Three, you probably need a pair of swim trunks or a swimsuit of some, some sorts, or you're going to be a real scary surfer. You need to get to the ocean, which you've already done, and now you're on the sand. You probably need to shed some things that are holding you back. You don't need tennis shoes. You don't need glasses. You don't need a cell phone. You don't need your keys. Like, life and business are no different. You have a dream, something that you want to accomplish. There are some tools you're going to need for your dream. In 98% of the time, a degree is not one of them. And so I started to extract more. Well, tell me about this and tell me about that. Well, what about that? Oh, cool. That's really interesting. And he starts talking and talking and talking. And pretty soon he's talking to me about celebrities that he knows inside of the industry. And he's talking to me about social proof, things that he has, that he's amassed, that he's acquired through experiential learning and through just crafts and hobbies and enjoyment that he has that most people don't have that he could use for social proof digitally so that when he's attracting potential clients to a website that would let, guide them to his dream... They, he would in, have instant credibility with the people landing. And all I'll tell you is it's inside of the hunting industry. So one picture with a massive pointed buck, when I say pointed, that's a high point buck, like a 10 or 12 point buck, something that's really big and massive and beautiful and amazing. Like if I'm a hunter and I see somebody that's got one of those, they put one of those down, like here's the thing about it. That guy automatically gains credit in my mind. So... He's talking about all these assets that he has that w create this proof. And he just solidifies. And so I say to him, I said, if you're trying to make a case of why you need a degree, you're failing miserably. And I just need you to know that. And this breaks my heart. It breaks my heart for this one reason. Because every single person listening to this has that desire. They have, you have something in you that makes you want to be better, that makes you want to be bigger, that makes you want to create more impact, that makes you want to live a better life. And all of these things are associated and tied so tightly together. But every one of those things inside of you will die in the box of someday I have a dream. And until you take that shit down and you unpack it, and you sort it, and you create an actionable list of first I got to do this, and then I got to do that, and next I need to do this, and put times behind those objectives. Now you have goals, and now you are taking the literal steps necessary to win. 
to get to your end game. Do you think that Marvel just started making movies one day? Do you think that they thought, well, we're, we're just going to start making a bunch of random movies and someday we might tie them together? Absolutely not. They started at the end. They had to. And take all those intricacies and characters and plots and storylines and created a great big map and tied all of it together. But for us as audience, we got to experience step one. We got to see Spider-Man. Step two, we got to see Captain America. Step three, we got to see Iron Man. Step four, the Hulk or, or whatever, however that went. And we watched all of these characters begin to intertwine and cross-reference one another we started to see characters that we didn't expect. Black Panther came into the picture and so on and so forth. All of these different characters. The, the exact same thing is true inside of Game of Thrones. Do you think that they just randomly thought, we're just going to start producing some really cool content and someday it'll, it'll come to some sort of a pinnacle? It's going to be great. You can't create such a complex storyline without having a real clear vision of the end. But in our lives, people live this way. Every single day, they just get up and, ah, what's new today? With no vision of the end. With no thought process to what's it going to take to execute my ass off. And deliver and live in the best life I possibly can. Stepping back one step, one step, one step, one step, one step. Until I get to today. What do I need to do today to begin the process of executing on my dreams? So that they don't die inside of me so that I don't have this little black corner of my soul that rips my heart apart every time I think about it. I should never ask you to tell me about your dreams and immediately following that I watch sadness flash across your face. Dreams are not something to regret. They're something to use as fuel to lift you and push you towards your best life. It's your internal voice. It's that supercomputer between your ears. It's God speaking through you. This is what you were divinely created for. Now make it happen. Or you can let that spread in you like cancer, the death of that dream. And you can become bitter. And you can begrudgingly congratulate people who live inside of their powers and their gifts. You can be the person who fake smiles while someone like me is telling you the cool shit we're building. You don't think we see it? You don't think we recognize when you're disenchanted and you could give two shits less about what we're doing? But we're so excited and on fire for the creation that we're going to tell you anyway. And we're going to hope somewhere inside of you something sparks and you take the cover off of your dreams and you take it down off that top shelf. You blow it off. You unbox that shit and you create your best life. And I don't tell people what I've got going on because I want to brag. If I share with you what I'm doing, it's because I want to inspire. This podcast doesn't make me anything. It's because I truly, in my heart, recognize that this is a gap in the market. And that the people who listen to this genuinely need this message. They need to hear something that empowers them and gives them permission to stop playing it so damn safe. And instead, go crush this life. Go crush their competition. Go find a gap in your marketplace and fill it. Not fill like the cameraman, fill like FIL. Phil's not a cameraman. He's probably going to quit on the other side of that conversation. 
Look, this isn't an end game for you today. It's the beginning of your end game. Savvy.